Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. Uh, Jamie West in the studio with Scott Radley. Jamie, let me throw, you know, we bounce around here from the sometimes silly to the sometimes not so silly. Here's one that is not so silly. Canada's medical community is in the middle of, apparently, I just learned about this, but they've been debating this now for some time. The idea of whether or not you can, now in Canada, we have now laws that allow you to have doctor-assisted suicide. They are debating whether you can have euthanasia by organ donation. In other words, if you are wanting to off yourself to have doctor-assisted suicide, they will knock you out and harvest all your organs so they can be used and just then let you die because they've taken the organs out of your body. And this is a huge ethical question about whether or not this is okay or not. And it always makes me think of that Monty Python skit from The Meaning of Life where they come to take the person's... Well, no, where they come to take his liver while he's still alive because he's an organ donor. (laughs) But this is not a funny one because... Still using it. Exactly. Uh, This is not a funny one. The idea is, I mean, we... Well, you and I have not, but the country of Canada, to some degree, has had this, we'll come to a conclusion anyway, a law, that you can have doctor-assisted suicide. But should you be able to have doctor-assisted suicide by organ donation? That this is actually the act that will kill you? Do you have a problem with this? I don't have a problem with it um, from a, if if it's my call and I want to do that perspective, but it's it's too sticky a wicket for the medical profession, it's, you know, this, and this is the same thing with the doctor assisted suicide. Why I have great reservations about this because when you crack open the door, especially with this now where you say, Hey, look, we're doing something really positive with this person's organs. How far are we from someone else saying grandpa is about to go? We're making a decision. I'm his power of attorney of medical things. Yeah, and uh, I gotta, I gotta catch a plane. So let's. Well, not no, but not even that. But you know, Grandpa's a match for so and so who needs this, and Grandpa's ninety, and he's not in great health anymore. But he's got a liver that we can still use. I, I I'm sorry, this to me starts getting into territory when it, it concerns me. It really concerns me that if you start doing this, that we start getting to the point where we may be saying, but the positives outweigh the negatives of euthanasia. And therefore, we have to now slightly tweak and slightly shift our our focus from where we've been talking about. It's a it's a tough one because you're you're really now talking about commoditizing human beings and and the human body and and now you know now we're we're farming organs is what we're doing. Well, we do that anyway. I, I mean, we do that anyway, but it's. It, it, it's long it's after you. De- it's taking a step further. It's after you're dead already. There's nothing. They're not making the decision to kill you. Yeah, you're not using it, so somebody else can. Yes, that's a fact. That so that's different. When when you're still using it, and wow, um, hmm, I get it. That's a real tough one. It is. It's a real tough one. I I don't I don't feel I wouldn't be prepared to support legislation that would allow that to happen. And again, I go back to the point because you can say... Too many unanswered questions. Well, you can say, look, it, you, you have to have given your consent to do this and it's entirely your choice and it's, it's death of doctor-assisted suicide of your, at your own hand, sort of. But if we are now saying, and we do this often, not just in medical, but in lots of different things, 
does the good outweigh the bad? Does the benefit to society outweigh the negative? And I think that if you start doing this, I think you can very easily and very quickly come up with an argument that says, Jamie, you're wanting to die. You're not feeling good. You've maybe got an illness. You know, your organs could do more good in someone else who is wanting to live than they are in you. And you may lose that choice. And that's what, I, that was, that's what concerns me, that you ultimately lose that choice because your organs could be of more use to someone else than to you. Yeah. Um, prisoners. I don't mean giving them to prisoners. Oh, now that's, that's been a case before. That's an interesting idea. Instead I, of killing, instead of, instead of know, like, capital punishment, we just harvest your organs. Yeah, I like that one. I actually like that one. I think that's a beauty idea, especially for, you know, people convicted of huge capital offenses that, that I was on the air a couple of weeks ago saying, I want capital punishment back. I, I can't live with the idea that a Terry Lynn McClintock or whoever that other yo-yo was, Rafferty, whatever, are still breathing the same air that I am after doing that girl with a claw hammer and having her raped. It's, it's unfathomable to me. So, and Terry, you know, somebody like her, great, do it. She's young enough. Her organs aren't rotted yet. Most of them, her brain is obviously in her soul, but you know, higher powers are going to take care of that. And yet I guarantee you, I absolutely guarantee you that if you were to try and do that to someone who is, fighting it, they would say, well, I don't know. I don't know. And yet, because what I'm talking about, my concern is not, I don't think that in Canada at any point they're going to say someone who is 40 years old, 30 years old in perfect health, that I can just walk up to you in a mall and go, hey, guess what? I'm taking your kidney. I don't think it works like that. But (laughs) if you are someone who is under someone else's care, And so it's not really your choice. If you are a child who is under a parent's care, who's not well, or if you are a senior who is under someone's care of, as I say, of a, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? What's the word I was looking for that you signed off on it before the power of attorney or yeah. Oh, a power of attorney, medical power of attorney or something that suddenly now you're like, well, why not? Why not? And that, that's frightening to me. That is really frightening to me when we start having these kind of things. When, as you say, when you start to commoditize the parts of the body. It's, uh, it, you know, people are going to, I don't think anybody's going to have any long discussion about it like we're having here on the air. I just don't think it's a, I think it's a non-starter for most people. Not at all. It, it, huge discussions going on right now. Then I must be right out of it. No, no, this is, this is, and now we haven't heard a lot about this, but the medical community is deep into these ethical discussions about whether or not this is something that we should be allowing in this country. Organ donation after, here's from the National Post. Okay. Organ donation after euthanasia is already occurring legally in Canada. 30 people who have died by medical assistance in dying since the law decriminalizing the act was passed in 2016 have consented to donate kidneys or other organs. So they're just not telling you that they're cashing out to do that. So they are dying by medically assisted suicide With and the then having them. And now what they have to do apparently in by law, they have to be legally dead, declared legally dead for five minutes. Your heart has to have stopped beating for five minutes. I don't really understand why. And by law, the organ retrieval itself cannot lead to the death of the donor. That's what they're trying to change because the organs will be much healthier if you were alive and the blood was still pumping. It's way better organs if you do it to kill the person. This is like an Edgar Allan Poe story, don't you think? 
in nineteen. Telltale heart. It's got all that that feel to it. How far back would you have to go? And I don't think it's very far back. How far back would you have to go in a time machine? And you and I have this discussion, and people would have said. Are you out of your mind? What are you even talking about? This is impossible. We're not far from when this would have been absolutely unconscionable. Times have changed very quickly with this stuff. Yeah, they have. And I think, I think that comes, um, I think that comes with, oddly enough, with the advances that we've made in, in medical science and technology, uh, medical technology, and I'm thinking the thing that just jumps into my mind is that, um, you know, cancer rates uh, are are up and, and uh, the diagnostic tools that are used to find it faster are up and the diagnostic tools that are used to find it even when it's too late are up or are better. And so it gives rise to these types of conversations, I think, because ultimately everybody's doing everything they can, even though we're talking about doctor-assisted suicide or talking about suicide, everybody's actually trying to do all they can to stay alive. It's a weird thing. Don't you agree? In, in, indeed. Indeed. And also, we've, we've also, with this technology that in many cases, maybe most cases, is fantastic that we've come up with, we've also put ourselves in the position because of a lot of this technology to play God, and we are not qualified to play God. I agree with you. So we've I got can't these, believe that, but no, I but do. We've, we've got these tools now that in certain circumstances under the right situations are magnificent for doing good things, but they've also opened Pandora's box to other things and we don't know how to handle that. Yeah. I mean, this is Dr. Frankenstein stuff. I mean, it's, ha- it's you know, these conversations are, are of that nature. So this case... Of the stories that I mentioned. Read an Edgar Allan Poe story. And so these cases, so in certain cases, you can look and you can say, you know what? If someone really is wanting to donate their organs and they want to die and all the rest, there are people who will say, well, why wouldn't you? It's the stuff that... It's the next step. It's the stuff that comes next. That, by the way, and people can argue with me all they want. I know I'm right on this one. It is inevitable. There is always a next step. We never get to a point in our society and then everything stops. There's always a next step. So it may not be next week. Yeah, there's always another shoe to drop. Always. It may not be next week, but it might be three years from now. It might be five years from now. It may be when a generation that's right now, a kid gets older and goes, why isn't this a problem? As soon as you open the door, look out. Stuff can happen that you don't, unintended consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Often the case. That's, that's why this concerns me. It's not the idea that you want, well, I'm against doctor assisted suicide in general, but that's regardless. But, but, and, and I, and I think a complicating factor in all this, you're going to probably say, man, are you stretching here? But I think a complicating factor in this general discussion, oddly enough, is the effect that social media has on everybody's minds. What kind of state of mind are you in that would have you making this, the decision that you want to end your life early or make a decision related to ending your life early and donating your organs? How, how you probably, people are probably saying, what's he talking about? I know. I don't, I don't think that at all because, but, but social media is literally affecting the way we, we make decisions and the way we think about ourselves and the way we think about ourselves in society. No, no. So, and, and here's why I said the next step. Because we came up with a doctor-assisted suicide law in this country, and I can't, I can't off the top of my head tell you all the conditions, but it was that you had to have a terminal illness and that there were a bunch of different things. 
And almost immediately, you couldn't be a kid. You couldn't be, you can't, children weren't allowed to do this and on and on and on. Almost immediately, we have people saying, well, wait a second, I've got clinical depression. Why can't I? Well, we, we don't want people who are depressed to have access to this because that's the exact opposite of the treatment that we have. That's right. Well, but medic, but mental illness is a legitimate illness. That's what we hear all the time. Why can't I? This is, so now we're going to get to a point and I'm betting you all the money I have. We're going to get to a point. It may not be right away where if you are mentally ill, if you are depressed, you will have the same option to have doctor assisted suicide, which is not what was intended. We'll have it with children. I guarantee you that we'll have it with children because someone will take it to the Supreme Court and say, I'm eight. Why can't I do this? Yeah. It's going to happen. And there'll be advocacy for the kids and all that too. Of course there will. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.